0: Welcome to the Saybrook Insights Podcast, a proud production of Saybrook University. We're an online, non-profit, regionally accredited university headquartered in beautiful Pasadena, California. Celebrating 50 years, this coming year our humanistic approach to online education has resulted in thousands of alumni the world over advancing the health and well-being of the communities we serve. My name is Nathan Long, University President and host of this podcast. As we head into election season, I felt spotlighting a candidate or two at the local level might be of interest to our community, given the importance of local individuals making an investment in public service for the common good. I had the honor of speaking with Marilyn Koziatek for this episode. She's a candidate for the Los Angeles Unified School Board. In addition to her work with the Valley Industry Commerce Association, also known as VICA, And her career in the K-12 school system, her dedication to advancing positive social change through public service is an inspiration. To learn more about Saybrook University, visit us online at www.saybrook.edu. And now, Marilyn Koziatek. Welcome to Saybrook Insights. We're pleased to be here today with Marilyn Koziatek a fellow member of the Valley Industry Commerce Association and current candidate for the Los Angeles Unified Board of Education. Having earned her bachelor's from the University of Southern California and her master's at Johns Hopkins University, uh, she has experience also working as a program director at Granada Hills Charter School and is currently chair of the Education Committee with VICA or the Valley Industry Commerce Association as well as serving as a member of the Education Advisory Committee for the 38th California Assembly. Marilyn, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: It is really great. Uh, we had a really wonderful uh, pre-session where we got to know each other a little bit about your kids and what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, I have to tell you, one of the things that really just impressed me the most is uh, the fact that you're the living embodiment of uh, what Saybrook embraces around uh, transformational change, the uh, notion that uh, one individual can uh, actualize her greatest potential and put Mm -hmm. it into action, into social progress. So uh, congratulations on what you're about to do and what you're going through right now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited to to be on this journey to uh, make some real impact for our public school children in Los Angeles.
0: That's awesome. Well, we'll get into that in just a moment. And I wanted to jump into before we uh, get into your candidacy and platform for the school board. You and I are members of this uh, place, this entity, this organization called VICA. Uh, It's a pretty amazing group of people and and organizations. Uh, Can you just share with the group what VICA is all about and what you're currently doing with them? uh, And uh, really, maybe also in there weave in how is VICA supported education and educational initiatives throughout the uh, Valley?
1: Yeah. So the Valley industry commerce association is a tremendous group and I've been honored to chair their education committee for a few years. And what I find so valuable about my relationship with them is that we together are investing in the workforce of the future and We are, I think that we have to be strong community partners between schools and then the future employers of our kids. And of course, higher education fits right in there um, as well. It's a seamless, right? This is a seamless pathway for kids from early learning all the way through. So, you know, VICA is able to advocate for some legislative policies that really strengthen our public education system, Um, Which I, you know, that's that's a big part of what the education committee does is, you know, we kind of look to see, you know, how are we going to make some policy changes that really help kids? And um, so VICA has a has a strong voice. And I, I love what I just love about it is that I can partner alongside the business community. And so we have this collective power. When it comes to being, um, you know, really vision, like vision setting for what could be a really great, strong public education mm-hmm. system, which is, I think, you know, definitely our bedrock of our our whole society is really preparing kids for for college and career.
0: That's very cool. Very good overview of VICA and, and what they're trying to do in, in partnership with education broadly and more specifically. So I love that. So. So you've got big plans ahead I think or hopes and plans and uh you know I've I've talked to a few uh, political candidates in my time I think you may be the most authentic I've met uh just really uh not only down to earth but living what you're talking about uh I love that um I I was thinking before we met today that you know having attended school board meetings, having children in schools and in public schools, especially uh, that uh, they may be the most important and yet political uh, entities or bodies I've ever seen out there, maybe more so than Congress. I mean, Mitch McConnell may have nothing against the school board president for a large school district or even a small one. Um, so, so you're looking to take off uh, or bite off quite a bit, I think, in this candidacy, which I think is awesome, by the way. Yeah. But why you and why now? What what makes this the moment for Maryland?
1: Well, I want to echo what you just said. You know, 2020 is a is a politically crowded year, right? But local government, especially school board, is so important because we are the entity that does really important things like hiring a superintendent, which is in charge of all 60,000 employees of Los Angeles Unified. Um, we uh, approve a $9 billion budget, uh, which is taxpayer money um, to be able to really, you know, educate our kids well.
0: So just, just um, for the group, not to interrupt yeah. you, but you said $9 billion with a, a B.
1: Right. I did say nine billion, with it being yes. That's a lot of
0: bankroll, right there. <laughs> it is yeah. a
1: lot of bankroll. It's uh, <laughs> very close to the uh, budget of the city of Los Angeles. puts it in perspective, yeah. So, um, and then of course we set policy. You know, that's the, that's an, a third uh, area that the board is doing is setting policy and, and directives. Uh, you know, that really kind of set the school district on uh, pace to um, educate kids well and. You know, being the second largest school district in the nation, Los Angeles Unified, it's it kind of is a is a beacon for the whole nation, as well as it could have repercussions globally because of its size. So, you know, this is yeah, this is an impactful group. And, you know, me (laughs) jumping into this fray and, and, you know, asking for the honor of this leadership position from the, you know, from the voters, uh, my my deepest passion is for children. And the reason why is because I'm a mom myself. And if elected, I would be the only board member with children in Los Angeles Unified. So at this time, none of the board members have kids in our LAUSD public schools. And I think that it's so important that we have the voice of our families on the board and a literal seat at the table when it comes to making decisions that impact our kids. So I would be the only board member when I vote on a piece of policy, I go home that night is impacting my sons. Um, This this pandemic and crisis that we're in that has this potential to transform uh, and reimagine a lot of parts of our public education system, I would be the only board member that actually have experienced distance learning. Um, Sitting down with a common core homework with a fourth grader <laughs> for sometimes 8 hours a day we're we're working on his assignments um I, you know I'd be the only one with that experience and i think you know the beauty of our democracy is look you know this is the thing right that the people own the government and so we have to be able to have the voice of you know our constituents you know myself impact like on the board to be able to make some really powerful decisions for kids mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: you you said you would be the only parent of children on the school of, of children enrolled in LAUSD on the school board. Yeah. How many school board members are there out of Kenya? There's seven. Seven. Yeah. And and is this common with the LAUSD? I'm I'm just curious, as a newbie to the area. Um,
1: you know, it's been this way for at least five years. Okay. There hasn't been a, a parent of school-aged children on the board or, or LAUSD kids on the board.
0: So, so. so, I mean, I guess I would just offer up that, I mean, you know, I, I, we're not in the business of endorsing candidates, but if if anyone needs a compelling case, I mean, you are the consumer of the product. And, yeah, um, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the product in a minute, but <laughs> how important is it for us to as As uh, citizens to have members who are experiencing that in real time to mm-hmm. also be sitting on that board. That's a really great point you raised mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You were gonna say, I apologize I stepped in there.
1: Well, and you know, another thing about my candidacy is I you know, I work for a really high performing public school in the San Fernando Valley in my board district. And I think one of the things that you know institutions like yourself too, like we we understand like there's best practices, There are um, models of excellence that um, we can duplicate and we can um, identify our bright spots and just make sure there's more of them and provide growth opportunities for our schools and and within the district. And so I have on-site school experience, too, where it says, okay, boots on the ground. Here's the programs that are working for kids. Here's the programs that aren't working for kids. And let's make sure that we put all of our resources and all of this brain power that we have as the second largest school district in the nation towards really effective instruction and effective programs. And I, so I think that perspective will really help the board too, that, that, um, you know, look, schools in the year 2020 are different than the schools were in the nineties. Public education is unrecognizable from last century, you know? Um, So this having this, Perspective, which is another unique thing about me as a board member, you know, I would I have this fresh perspective. Of, look, I'm just coming out. of, I'll, I'll be elected right out of working from a, an actual public school. And I can tell you, you know, certain things, the mental health crisis of our young people. Huge. Yeah. Um, what are the what are the um, social justice uh, inequities in our system? How is it actually really, truly hurting them? And, and how how can we you know, improve those? Um, what are the career tech ed uh, pathways now that, uh, you know, we need to be focusing on um, with this Gen Z coming up, right? What are these skills that they're needing?
0: Um,
1: so that is, is I think, another really important perspective I
0: can bring to the board. That's great. That's great. I appreciate that. So, so kind of last question on this point, and then I want to Transition a little bit to voting and the importance of and your thoughts on the current situation. If you had your school board member wand, what would LAUSD look like in five years or how many, however many years after your service on the board? You know, you've you've made your imprint. What are the Three main things, let's say, that you would like to see have happened as a result of membership.
1: Yeah, great question. I would love to see true decision making happening by our educators, principals, and parents on the ground floor of our schools. So, I believe that the Los Angeles Unified bureaucracy gets in its own way. Um, There are the people who are closest to our kids are the ones that should be making decisions about. Um, you know, th- what's happening in the local schools? So, I would love to create a system where our local schools are empowered. Um, parents included in that. Parents have been, um, you know, firmly kind of on the outside of their child's education for a very long time until this pandemic. And then I think we all can see um, look, parents are partners. Parents are partners in this, and if we can really truly honor that, especially from parents who um, have been marginalized consistently through other aspects of society, maybe, uh, you know, through language barriers, uh, through socioeconomic barriers, if we can bring everybody alongside each other for um, the betterment of our kids, that's what I would love to see. the other thing is it's big for me is a balanced budget that has resources closest to our kids. So I do think there is a lot of um, waste in the bureaucracy of Los Angeles Unified. The board is responsible for for the budget, so literally the buck stops with us. So I want to hold the district accountable to making sure those resources get right to the kids. And I think the third thing for me is is huge it's about, you know, you and I, at the beginning, we were talking about the business community. Look, I, I want to prepare our kids for, for the workforce of the future. When my son graduates from high school, be the year 2031, what does that look like? What does a workforce look like in the 2030s and 2040s? And, you know, the district needs to be able to provide these outlets for students, for all students, um, solving a lot of the inequities of access to high-quality programming, high-quality instruction for kids, um, I think LAUSD only 4% of students actually take a computer science class. Uh, we know computer science wages pay uh, twice mm-hmm. the national average. Um, and our students of color and um, historically marginalized groups are taking uh, those types of classes at far greater or, or, or far less than their peers. So we have to make sure there's an equitable um, access. To this concept of really, really preparing kids uh, for the future and um, making sure that they're graduating, that they are qualified, are able to eligible to go to university. Less than half of L.A. Unified graduates are eligible to attend a public university in the state of California. So they're not graduating high school ready for the next step.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's that's that needs to change.
0: So all very important goals, uh, so powering schools mm-hmm. at the local level, right? Yep. Uh, making sure those resources get to where they need to go, which is at the schools and getting rid of waste yes.
1: uh,
0: and then preparing uh, our workforce for 2030, the 2030s and beyond, right? Yes. And that is acquired by you know, greater equity, greater access and addressing the achievement gap that's in place. Absolutely. In one hundred percent. Great. I love <laughs> it. <got> it. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. Fantastic. Well, very good. Well articulated. Um, you know, if we can shift to voting for a moment, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I think every every day, every hour, it seems like every minute there's some new pronouncement by one of our national leaders who uh, we won't name uh, right now. But, uh, you know, about the concerns around mail in voting. Uh, on top of that, we have a pandemic, so uh, some challenges with, you know, getting to the polls and the need for innovation in mail voting and other unique uh, opportunities around that. Can you tell us a little bit, you know, really from your perspective, uh, is voting safe uh, now? And if it, you know, what are your thoughts around that? And then maybe talk a little bit about how people can get out to vote uh, especially the options that are available to all of us in the greater LA region and beyond. I mean, we can't speak to every state, but I think you have a good sense of California uh, for voting going into November 3rd.
1: Yeah. So I have three things to say about voting. Vote, vote, vote. <laughs> <laughs> it is so important. And I to answer your question, yes, voting is safe. Uh, I want, you know, I think that we have to make sure that especially our young people who um, you know, there's always been a, a struggle in, in getting the 18 to 34 voting block out. Um, you know, this is the time when there's going to be options, you know, there's going to be vote by mail. Um, there's going to be in-person voting done safely, you know, with, with social distancing and, and appropriate, um, you know, hygiene standards. Um, I think, it's important to trust in that. I mean, I do think. I, look, I, I have. I, you know, I, I've actually. I, di- I didn't grow up in the United States. I grew up in in different countries that had did not have democracies. Some of them, and I can just say, you know, this institution that we have here. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but it works. And uh, it, the most important thing, the whole what everything rests on, is ensuring that the voters get out
0: to vote. Well. And, so.
1: Yeah. So. I would encourage, and I think a most important thing, especially for our, for our young people who are just now entering into this, you know, voting, make a plan to vote. Um, if it's if it's ensuring that as soon as you get your ballot, you you know, you research the candidates and you get it in as quickly as you as you can, or if it's um, turning it into the the secure voting boxes that they're installing within LA County. Um, so, you know, kind of kind of going through those processes and in your mind, like, okay, when I get my ballot or or I am going to do, you know, I'm going to turn it in in person, you know, be comfortable with what you're going to do and, and kind of express how you're going to get it done. It's a simple, it's simple, but I, you know, it's go through the steps and and really, um, yeah, it just, it just vote, 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 vote.
0: <laughs> very, very good. Very good. So, um, you know, I just want to end this by saying, first of all, before I ask my last question, what a, what a pleasure to meet with you. A uh, real honor. Uh, I love speaking to, uh, individuals who are just so dedicated to making a difference. Um, you know, it, it, in our pre-conversation, I mean, for anyone who's listening, um, least partisan dialogue I think I've had probably with anybody in a long time. And it <laughs> is focused, your focus is solely on on doing right by the kids and doing right by your district. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing. I wish you well, uh, in the upcoming election. And, uh, you know, I think before we leave, what are some one or two, maybe three takeaways you'd like our listeners to come away with as they think on, reflect on, uh, your candidacy for school board, Maryland?
1: Well, you know, I would love to, share a bit about my personal experience and how I decided to become a candidate for political office. You know, I I don't come from a political family. Um, This was a novel concept for me, but most female candidates, you know, we have to be asked six to eight times before considering to run for office. And that's my story. A lot of community members and parents and uh, different groups um, started asking me, you know, would you consider running for school board? And it's a leap of courage that I took. And I think that what I want, especially young women who might be listening or, um, you know, this this area, politics and leadership is for you. And even though we see statistics like 25 percent of our Congress, the federal level, only 25 percent are women, um, like our population is 50 percent women. So we need to have that reflected in our legislative bodies. and when I declared my candidacy and I started, you know, uh, my volunteers, we started working and, and fundraising and, and all these things, I I work at a high school and I saw how much the young girls, like they saw that I I stepped into leadership and I could see their faces, you know, it seemed very exciting to them that, look, Mrs. Kozatek is running for political office. Um, and it was really, I think, a light for them and I when things get really tough you know campaigning's not easy um, when things get really tough I think about those young ladies and I think you know what if my my bold action to run for political office is inspiring her and she's because I did this she's thinking about it now and she's going to run and you know even the thought gives me goosebumps right now because I think you know what if she's our next president and I, I took this leap, and and she's going to join me on this journey into leadership, into politics later on. And so I just want to encourage anybody you know out there who's um, thinking about it, you know, you know this is this is for you. This this world of politics it's for you too. Um, and yeah, but in, uh, the other takeaways too, I think. Look, you know, to echo what we said before, local government's important. Um, you know, we're making decisions that impact. Even if you don't have kids in the school district, um, you know, the, I think public education is a bedrock of our society. You know, we're preparing the future doctors. We're preparing, you know, your are a future uh, pediatrician. You know, we are the future, edu- the educators of the future. Um, you know, all of that's going on right now. So it's important that our society, um, you know, really is involved mm. in what's happening in our schools. And I think that's actually the most powerful piece of this is, you know, when we all gather together collectively to really advocate for kids, uh, we all benefit.
0: Here, here, Very inspirational takeaway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for being here and joining us. And uh, really look forward to hearing more about you. We'll have to stay in touch over these uh, next few years. Looking forward to it.
1: Well, thank you, Nathan. This has been an absolute honor and a blast. And yeah, I'm so, so glad that you gave me this opportunity. And yeah, so thank you.
0: All right. Before we uh, say goodbye, where where should people find you on the interwebs? uh, Yes. More about
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, I have a website. It's called uh, MarylandForValleySchools.com. There they can uh, find out about my campaign. Of course, I'm also on social media at the same handles, MarylandForValleySchools.com.
0: All right. And we'll look forward to posting this online via Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and other platforms. So stay tuned and uh, we'll uh, have more uh, exciting episodes with other candidates. But, Marilyn, this has been a wonderful time uh spent with you today. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you.